I'd like to begin with a poem I just discovered thanks to the poet Joy Harjo being honored with an important poetry award. It fits so well with the topic that Theda and I had been pondering to share with you. It is called a map to the next world, and it is a map itself for those of us who long to emerge from the killing fields and climb through the hole in the sky, to use her words. This too might be a map that one follows best um, by closing one's eyes, feeling one's body firmly on the floor, on the chair. So however you best travel along the divine path that we call imagination, please take a moment to settle into that position in your body. A map to the next world for Desiree Kiera G. In the last days of the fourth world, I wished to make a map for those who would climb through the hole in the sky. My only tools were the desires of humans as they emerged from the killing fields, from the bedrooms and the kitchens, for the soul is a wanderer with many hands and feet. The map must be of sand and can't be read by ordinary light. It must carry fire to the next tribal town for renewal of spirit. In the legend are instructions on the language of the land, how it was we forgot to acknowledge the gift as if we were not in it or of it. Take note of the proliferation of supermarkets and malls, the altars of money, they best describe the detour from grace. Keep track of the errors of our forgetfulness. The fog steals our children while we sleep. Flowers of rage spring up in the depression. Monsters are born there of nuclear anger. Trees of ashes wave goodbye to goodbye and the map appears to disappear. We no longer know the names of the birds here, how to speak to them by their personal names. Once we knew everything in this lush promise. What I am telling you is real and is printed in a warning on the map. Our forgetfulness stalks us, walks the earth behind us, leaving a trail of paper diapers, needles, and wasted blood. An imperfect map will have to do, little one. The place of entry is the sea of your mother's blood, your father's small death as he longs to know himself in another. There is no exit. The map can be interpreted through the wall of the intestine, a spiral on the road of knowledge. You will travel through the membrane of death. Smell cooking from the encampment where our relatives make a feast of fresh deer meat and corn soup in the Milky Way. They have never left us. We abandoned them for science. And when you take your next breath as we enter the fifth world, there will be no X, no guidebook with words you can carry. You will have to navigate by your mother's voice. Renew the song she is singing. 
Fresh courage glimmers from planets and lights the map printed with the blood of history. A map you will have to know by your intention, by the language of suns. When you emerge, note the tracks of the monster slayers where they entered the cities of artificial light and killed what was killing us. You will see red cliffs. They are the heart, contain the ladder. A white deer will greet you when the last human climbs from the destruction. Remember the hole of shame marking the act of abandoning our tribal grounds. We were never perfect. Yet the journey we make together is perfect on this earth who was once a star and made the same mistakes as humans. We might make them again, she said. Crucial to finding the way is this. There is no beginning or end. You must make your own map. congregation makes a map in time. It's called the liturgical year, which has a lot of space in it in Unitarian Universalism. We have few fixed moments of the liturgical year, although there are several. Christmas, solstice, flower communion in spring and water communion as summer comes to a close. Our Chalice Sunday here, Easter, Thanksgiving, and other days that emerge as important to us all. And so when I'm looking for what might be our guide in a coming Sunday, I often turn to the calendar, to the map of time. I look on civic calendars and our own community calendar, what happens when in the life of this congregation, what's happening in the individual lives of people here, and of course what's happened in the religions of many countries and cultures. And sometimes it leads me into odd places. So looking at the spring schedule and thinking, what might I be thinking of that I have forgotten? What is, what is in that invisible liturgical year that needs to be brought out into visibility so that we might be guided by it? I found some odd things. One of them was National Lima Bean Respect Day. <laughs> Founder unknown. I'm sorry we missed it. Last week, there was another important observation, and so I could not place it on the closest Sunday, which would have been April 21st, but mark your calendars should you wish to respect lima beans next year. It is observed on April 20th. The write-up of Lima Bean Respect Day would like you to know that lima beans are an excellent source of protein, iron, magnesium, potassium, and zinc. 
They can increase energy levels by helping us to store more iron. And it acknowledges most of us have tried lima beans, sometimes known as butter beans or by other names. Most of us tried them as a child and didn't like them. The backers, whoever they are, of National Lima Bean Respect Day want us to know it's time to give them a second chance as adults and has some recipe suggestions. And of course, because it's a holiday, there are suggestions for observations. You could enjoy lima beans with any of your meals as a way to celebrate the day. Share your thoughts about lima beans using hashtag lima bean respect day on social media. I admit I did not have the fortitude to look and see if anyone at all had hashtagged lima beans. But it got me thinking because, you know, it's partly true we must create our own map, as Joy Harjo says, not from scratch, because we come into all of these traditions. But we can do a great deal of picking and choosing. And as well, aside from holidays, we do a great deal of picking and choosing of what we will pay attention to, what we will honor. It's interesting to think about what does get honored in the calendars in which we live and whether those are truly the things to which we want to give our attention. Do we consider them sacred? Because even civic celebrations like Thanksgiving are sacred. They're about paying attention to what is most important. That is the thread of the divine that runs through our lives. My parents always asked us to ignore Mother's Day and Father's Day. They scorn them, still do as far as I know, of as hallmark holidays. I think it was made easier for them because of the fact that all of the family birthdays fell within several weeks of the spring that encompassed Mother's Day and Father's Day, and they felt plenty honored by us during that time. Why have another day just a couple of weeks after one's birthday, which is the traditional time to honor and, and respect a particular person? But it makes me think, as we look around the year, as we look at what the calendar asks us to focus on, which of those things do we truly want to honor? And do we even do that on those days? What would be in your personal wheel of the year? Or what's already there that you'd like to reimagine? I mean, looking around the year of the United States' dominant culture, what makes it as a national holiday, basically, what do we see? Labor Day, Columbus Day, being reimagined in more and more places as Indigenous Peoples Day. And see how different those things, those two are from one another. We come around to Veterans Day and Thanksgiving, and then Christmas with a certain small nod given to the celebrations of other religions besides Christianity at that time, and so on around to President's Day, which seems to mostly exist as a time to get a day off if you're lucky and have sales if you're a retailer. 
which is another interesting phenomenon, how the things that are set aside because they're important for us to focus upon, presumably something about honored presidents, for us it began as Washington and Lincoln's birthdays, perhaps honoring the best intentions of our country and focusing ourselves upon that instead has been diverted to the supermarkets and malls, the altars of money, President's Day sale. What do we hallow? What do we hold sacred? What do we want to hold sacred that perhaps should receive such a day? This weekend, this afternoon, in fact, Palo Alto is celebrating its 125th anniversary. The Chamber of Commerce announced that this is, announces that this is to kick off an annual event. Palo Alto Day will be celebrated every year. Well, this was the day of the founding of the city. I think maybe it was yesterday, actually. Um, but that doesn't really answer the question of what will we celebrate? People who live in Palo Alto or work in Palo Alto or gather, as we all do here in Palo Alto, what do we want to celebrate, any of us, wherever we live, about our communities? What do we want to imagine for them? Because it can be funny or trivial, you know? Celebrating lima beans. Which, hey, maybe you want to put on your calendar April 20th as a day to try to appreciate something that has been underappreciated in my life. Maybe it's not lima beans for you, but I'm sure there's something. But then it also gets very serious. What does it mean to celebrate your city? What was Palo Alto when it began? What has it been for different people? What did it mean when it absorbed or shed a part of it as it did with Mayfield, with East Palo Alto? How does Palo Alto look now? Who does it welcome and what does it celebrate? That's very different than what was here 125 years ago or what the founders would have pictured. This is a wonderful day, a wonderful opportunity to reflect. What do I want for my community? If we want it to be that. Just as, you know, your birthday can be a a day of joyous recommitment. It can be a day to be depressed about how much older one is getting. It can be a day one ignores. It can be a day one feels ignored when it would be really nice if somebody would call or even buy you a cupcake. I wonder, do you ever have a moment when you wake to being? When, when something sacred emerges, maybe unexpectedly from the day, when everything seems more real, when you seem more alive, when you seem a part of all things, when you feel suddenly that you are following that map to the world that you would like to create, maybe that you have even stepped into the fifth world. It might take a different form for you. For Joy Harjo, she uses the language, the signs of her Muskogee Creek background. But what do those moments look like for you? What day would you celebrate if you wanted to remember those sacred moments? If you wanted to honor them and make them larger in your life?
Let's take a moment now. I encourage you to sit in silence, pause to consider what holiday, what sacred day you might create or lift up out of, out of the many that are possible if you wanted to honor something that is very important to you that you feel you don't notice or pay enough attention to. And it could be something that you want to celebrate or it could be something like Theta brought up about pain that you just feel that you ignore and maybe would do better to notice more often. Maybe you know exactly what day it would be, or maybe that would be random or you haven't decided. The important question is, what is it that you would like to notice? What do you have a passion for the way someone out there has a passion for lima beans? that you would like at least this religion of one yourself to honor and observe at least one time a year. So we're gonna take a little time to do that and then if you feel ready to share about this, share preferably with somebody you didn't come here with what yours is and what theirs is. Let's take a few moments. If you're ready, find somebody nearby and tell them about it and hear theirs. Let's take a few minutes. You know? Well, I
Can I call us back together? Thanks for sharing so readily. Continue, you know, after the service as you wish. You know, it was, it was heartening to share just now with Theta the things that I really want to lift up. Because the other piece of this, the, the shadow side of this is what do we not pay, what do we pay attention to that takes away time from which we would rather pay attention to? Either because the culture drives us that way or I don't know, our own habits. And maybe that can even be a reminder um, of, oh, what would I like to do instead? For example, this is an easy, kind of cheap one for me to bring up because it's not particularly my temptation, but I've been in the company of somebody quite a lot um, uh, when I'm doing a, a weekly um, visit for an organization I work for, um, I, vo I volunteer for, a hospice I volunteer for. Um, usually, um, like uh, daytime talk shows are going on then. And it really makes me realize, um, watching like The View or The Real, uh, how much um, celebrity worship goes on in this culture. Like it's really an hour just talking about the lives of famous people and and um, kind of preoccup preoccupying ourselves with those. That's an easy one for me to notice because I'm not tempted by it. You know, I step into that and I think, oh, I wouldn't want to waste my time on that. But there are so many other things that we do waste our time on. In, um, in his great novel, American Gods, Neil Gaiman identifies them as gods. What do we worship? And one of the favorite, my favorite ones that he lifts up in that book is media. Media takes on a, a personality, an appearance. She's a woman, and she speaks to the protagonist. She speaks to him out of the television when he's watching it. And she says, the TV is the altar. I'm what people are sacrificing to. Shadow asked, what do they sacrifice? And media said, their time, mostly. Sometimes each other. And I think, what do I lift up as a holiday, as something sacred over the course of my day, my year, that I end up sacrificing my time, which is to say a piece of myself, a piece of my precious life to, or sometimes the people I love, who would much rather I talk to them than follow some rabbit hole that started in Facebook, one of my particular temptations. What are the holidays that we would never put on the wheel of the year if it were left up to us? And what are the ones we'd be tempted to, except when we think about it, we think, I don't really want to honor that thing. Are there any we could reimagine? The way some people are saying, you know, I don't particularly want to celebrate the Europeans who came and conquered this land, but I would really like to celebrate the indigenous peoples of this and all lands, and how about that is a good day to do that? The way some people say, you know, Christmas isn't a holiday that I celebrate, but it's a great day to get together with my family and go to the movies. Very quiet day to go to the movies. The way others might say, as they did in my family, you know, don't do anything on mother, Mother's or Father's Day, but that caused me and my sister to say, we really want to honor each of them 
Here's mom's birthday. Here's dad several weeks later. Let's pay attention to those. Is there a way to institute what is holy for you? I think that these are our maps to the next world. The world that we live in after we leave this one, if you want to think of it that way, or the world that we make right here while we still breathe, while our hearts beat. And with the help of sacred powers and other beings, including other people, where must we travel? Knowing there's no entrance, there's no exit, there's just where we go and the guides that we need if we're going to make the world that we wish. So these days, a sacred day that we mark on the calendar or another one that we rewrite and say, I don't want to celebrate that. Here's what's important to me. They're the ways that we connect to the legends that are our guides. They're the ways that we keep track of the errors of our forgetfulness. They're the, ones that we, they're the ways that we remember the holes of shame that mark acts that we regret, but where we let go, saying we were never perfect. We are on an earth that was once a star and made the same mistakes as humans, and we might make them again, but here we are making our way with the stars and the days to guide us to create the world in which we want ourselves and those to come to live. Thank you for sharing them with each other and let us go forth and do yet more of that. And blessed be.